And they'll battle for it in the right corner. McCabe gets it loose behind the net for Besser. Plays it back top of the point for Ekman Larson. Penalties over. Ekman Larson trying to pass. It's tipped in on goal. Rebound. They score. Sheldon drives at the top of the crease. The former Colorado Avalanche scores against his former team to tie the game at three. There's that sound we were talking about earlier. Halford Brough, Sportsnet 650. That's a power-up sound. Right, but Level the, up. the dogs, A-Dog and Laddie, were at each other's throats because they feel like... What, now, you guys just take it away from me. I don't even want to try and give a synopsis of the argument. Well, I think it's a good sound because he's he's leveling up. He's powering up. He's getting bigger and stronger and faster as, mm-hmm. as another player goes under the ice, and yeah. Laddie dis- disagrees with me. Why don't you like it, Laddie? I, I quite like it. I think it should be the one-up sound. But he's not getting an extra life. They are though. They're oh getting a He's getting bigger I didn't and know stronger. It was this sort of debate. I thought it was just like Andy liked it but Greg didn't, but it turns no, out no. Greg wants no, the, it's a the different pa- video game yeah, sound. Right. Correct. The power up that terminology is, is incorrect. Okay? We got to go anyone, deeper into this. Anyone who's played Mario knows and everyone has that the one up sound you get uh-huh. another life. You get something back. Yes. What are you getting when you kill off a penalty? A man comes back onto the ice. That should be the noise. No, no, no. You can't yeah, have no. that. Everyone be checking their phones. Does this <laughs> yes. a text message here? <laughs> yeah. Instead of, what are the boomers thinking when they hear this? They probably check think it's page. an alarm going off. I think it's check my page. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> okay, uh, Damn kids are playing video games again. <laughs> Halford and Brown in the morning. This scintillating show is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Hour three of the program, which is going to feature Brendan Batchelor in just a second here. Brought to you by Campbell and Pound of Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. You can do so by visiting them on the internet. Campbell-Pound.com today. A uh, quick point. Of clarification, we spent a better part of that break thoroughly checking out World Cup tiebreakers for the group as it may pertain to Canada. So the, the one I referenced when Ghana and Japan got all the way down to mm-hmm. fair play points, that was the section of if it's a head-to-head and goal differential doesn't. So it's good. goal differential is the number one in the group. Right. Let's make that abundantly clear because um, we didn't last one because I was talking about what happens if the goal differential and the goal scored are the same, which is what happened with Japan. And and then all everything goes to head to head. So all the records between Japan and Senegal were head to head. Unfortunately, the one that wasn't was yellow cards. Can you actually see my eyes glazing over right now? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. In the wake of the Craig Forrest interview, I'm trying to get everything right. Trying being the operative word. Mm-hmm. Here. So we got that. Well, let's talk to, let's talk to batch now. Let's go to the phone lines, the clear feed. Actually, it's Brendan Batchelor here on the Halford and Brough show on Sportsnet 650. How you doing batch? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. I hope you enjoyed that scintillating analysis of group tiebreakers at the World Cup. Yes, I uh, I needed that this morning. It was just what I wanted to to have first thing with my cup of coffee. So let's go. Uh, so last night, 4-3 victory for the Vancouver Canucks against the Colorado Avalanche. All Spencer Martin does is win hockey games. It was actually the revenge game for him and Sheldon Dries. Overall, um, you know, some positives to be taken without question. Big picture, this trip was going to be a tough one, and it you know, could have got off to a bad start after what happened in Vegas. But the Canucks managed to close the door, something they haven't been able to do too often this season. Yeah, and you know, they got some timely saves, I think, as well as some good bounces. Um, but it was a, a better performance than what we've seen for the most part 
from the Canucks this year. And, um, you know, they do give up two power play goals, but I thought uh, when you're facing the best power play in the league and you've got one of the worst penalty kills in the league to get out of it with them only scoring twice after they had that extended five on three and uh, Tyler Myers took the double minor for high sticking, you, you probably take that. And then you get some timely secondary scoring in the third period from guys like Dries and Bear and uh, find a way to win a game. That is sort of, to me the way that the Canucks will need to win games this year with the way their roster is currently constructed is hang around in the game, uh, find a way to to have some players that maybe you wouldn't expect make a difference or your top guys just take over. Uh, their power play didn't score last night. That's probably something that they will need a whole lot to, to have any more sustained success. Um, but, you know, one of the biggest differences for me, and it's one of the biggest talking points, you know, the guys on the post-game show last night were discussing whether there's a goaltending controversy now, which I think it's probably a little bit premature to go there. But Spencer Martin made some timely saves, and they haven't been getting very many of those timely saves this year. Well, I think there's a goaltending controversy in the short term. If you want to call it a controversy, you don't necessarily have to call it a controversy. I think it's a debate, though. Who should be starting in in goal? I'm sure Bruce Boudreaux and his coaching staff are having that. Well, yeah, and that that is is true in the sense that Martin has the better record. Martin has the better numbers, although his numbers aren't exactly eye popping. It's still a 901 save percentage, which is vastly better than Demko, but it's not even close to what you would want from your starting goaltender in the NHL. But the fact that they started Martin in the game last night, I think, shows that they have more confidence in him to go in and win games for them right now because based on the fact that they're uh, you know, going to have a back-to-back this weekend in Vegas and San Jose, you would expect Martin to get one of those. And if you had told me coming into the season that in late November the Canucks would play three games on the road and Spencer Martin would start two of them, I would assume that that would have meant that Thatcher Demko was hurt. Yeah, And that is not the case. So... Yes, there. You know, in the short term, there's discussion about who's going to start game to game. But in terms of of the long term and of Spencer Martin taking over the crease from no. Thatcher Demko, I don't think that's a realistic conversation. I wonder if last night might have been a bit of a turning point in how Bruce Boudreau deploys Elias Pettersson, and that he was hard matched up against Nathan McKinnon. And what do you know? The Canucks were able to hold on to a lead. Actually, they were able to win a game. <laughs> they get two points. And I thought I thought Pedersen fared very well against one of the the most the one of the fastest, most powerful players in NHL history, frankly. Yeah, uh, I thought he did a great job too. And, you know, with the exception of the first period goal by Miko Rontanen, uh, that line did not get anything done at five on five. So you have to, you know, you have to like what what Pedersen was able to do in a situation where, you know, Jared Bednar as the home head coach was chasing that matchup, which to me was very surprising because, you know, from watching the Canucks this year and, and you know, opposing coaching staffs will do extensive pre-scouts on the teams they're going to play. I think it's pretty clear that Pedersen's their best two-way centerman and arguably their best two-way forward overall as well. So I don't know if I would want my top players out against him, although if you have Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, you probably just say that, you know, they can they can produce offense against pretty well anyone in the league. But, you know, it, it felt like that was a matchup that Bednar was chasing as the home coach rather right. than something that Boudreaux was trying to get out there. 
um, which, you know, the Canucks will will take every day if Pedersen and his line mates can play like that. And I think, you know, a big part of this conversation has been that they don't want to use Pedersen in that role, one, because of the face-offs, and, and Horvat is still going to be their face-off guy in key situations, as we saw, but also because of Andre Kuzmenko and his, um, you know, lack of experience in the NHL and their lack of trust in him defensively. But I wonder if that line's ability to limit, you know, the McKinnon line yesterday, even with Kuzmenko still playing with them, changes the coaching staff's thinking about how they might be able to deploy those three guys going forward. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier in the show, and we were mentioning, you know, the two reasons would be face-offs and, and Kuzmenko on that line, but you know, after you blow seven multi-goal leads, maybe you take a risk in in, in switching it up, and 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 you don't overstate the importance of face-offs, or you don't worry too much about Kuzmenko because something needed to change, right, Batch? Oh, I mean, there's so many things that need to change. Look at the way this season started. Um, you know, I I have been advocating lately for a return to the Lotto line, just because. If you've got Miller on the wing anyway, that was the line that really worked for you. Then you don't have to worry about um, Kuzmenko being on Pedersen's wing, although I guess Miller being on Pedersen's wing from a defensive perspective might be something that's concerning. But, you know, the two-way numbers for Horvat and Miller haven't been great this year. Um, You know, that is kind of what I would be looking at at this point. But you know what? With the way this year has gone, yeah, you should be willing to try everything. And the Canucks did a good job you know, even with Kuzmenko on that line of, of limiting the top players of the Avalanche yesterday. So I'll be interested to see whether that's something that, that Boudreaux utilizes going forward. Obviously, there's a couple of road games coming up, so he won't be able to control the matchup game and what opposing teams try to do and who they try to get out against which line. Um, but, you know, when they return home after the next couple of games, it'll be interesting to see if the way he deploys Pedersen changes because, you know, I, I think it should. It's clear, as I said, he's their best defensive centerman they're their best two-way centerman and you know when Boudreaux was asked about this earlier in the week he essentially said that you know Horvat wins face-offs as we talked about but also that Pedersen's offensive game is so strong that he doesn't want to limit his offensive ability by using him in a, a defensive situation but for my money Pedersen is so effective defensively that you're going to defend less if he's the guy that you use in those situations which means he's going to have his opportunity to get his points as well so um you know, again, from watching this team uh, a lot this year and seeing all of the struggles that they've had, that is the direction that I would go in, but we'll see if the head coach agrees going forward. We're speaking to Brendan Batchelor, play-by-play voice of the Vancouver Canucks here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, Batch, thoughts on the change made on defense in which Riley Stillman came out. Now, Kyle Burrows got back in. Not a huge, like, chunk of ice time for bros I think he just got over 15 minutes but back in the lineup I think much to the delight of some Canucks fans especially those texting in to the Dunbar Lumber text message in basket yeah and all the people sending me tweets every time I tweet out the lines as well so <laughs> right um you know good good to see the Burroughs got back in I think um I've said this a couple times if it was a complete meritocracy in terms of you know, who played Burroughs never deserved to come out of the lineup. I think he's been one of their most solid defensemen this year, which is probably more of an indictment of the way they've played than of Kyle Burroughs. Um, but I think he falls victim a little bit to the lefty righty situation where they had to play him on his offside last night. But one of the things, the biggest takeaway I have from last night's game is that 
I, I didn't really notice Kyle Burrows positively or negatively. And for a third-pairing defenseman, that's exactly what you want. The fact that Riley Stillman has been in the spotlight oftentimes for bad reasons in terms of puck management or turnovers or defensive zone positioning leads me to say that, you know, if if your fan base is frothing at the mouth over a third pairing defenseman, it probably means that he's struggling a bit. And for Burroughs to come in and just have a tidy game, not play a whole lot on the back end. What did he play last night? 15 minutes or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, and, to not be the focus of of the fans' ire coming out of the game. That's what you want from a third-pairing defenseman when you're in this situation. So it remains to be seen whether he'll stay in the lineup because, again, I don't think he's ever played his way out of it. I just think that they like Stillman uh, as a left shot there, and and they probably want to see what they have in him uh, as a guy that was hurt a bit right after he came over. But to me, it's pretty clear that Kyle Burrows has been the better defenseman of those two guys. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're just choosing the best six guys that you think give you a chance to win, I think Kyle Burrows is in that group of six guys every time based on what we've seen so far this season. Okay, Batch, you know we're going to get you for a little bit of soccer talk here. Uh, I know, yeah, let's talk about that Canada loss yesterday to Belgium. I started the show by saying that I don't know if I've ever been so torn from a result because obviously I'm upset that Canada lost, but I'm very encouraged by the way they played. So after that match, even though they didn't get any points and Belgium gets three, are you more or less confident that Canada can get out of this group? Much, much more. Uh, And that's because I had set my expectations pretty low for Canada coming into this tournament, maybe just because I'm used to sports sadness and I didn't want to get hurt by hyping myself up about them doing well. But, you know... I just thought that with the quality of some of these big European sides, with guys like Kevin De Bruyne, you know, they just wouldn't be able to hang. And yesterday, they showed that they could hang. And not only did they hang, they took it to the Belgians, who I thought, for the most part, were pretty poor. And, you know, if there's one big takeaway for me coming out of that game, it's that my my expectations for what Belgium can accomplish in this tournament maybe aren't as high as I thought they were. But, you know, for Canada to play fearlessly like that to press as high as they did against the Belgians to create the chances that they did you know they they deserved a better result in that match they arguably deserved to win and what it comes down for to for me is their top players not taking the opportunities that they had Alfonso Davies should have scored that penalty we can debate whether you know David should have taken it or not but you know when you're in that spot as a world-class player, even though it's Thibaut Courtois on the other side, that's where you should be expected to score. And then Kyle Laren had multiple opportunities in the area that, that he could have capitalized on. So if the Canadian team can get their top players to the point where they're a little more clinical in front of goal, they take the chances when they get them, then there's no reason to think they can't get out of the group, especially because Croatia and Morocco drew and the door is kind of open for them there. Uh, we are now in minute 20 between Portugal and Ghana. The only re- reason I mention this is that your favorite player, Cristiano Ronaldo, starting for Portugal and wearing the <laughs> captain's armband. Yes, my favorite player. Well, uh, um, good riddance to bad rubbish is what I'll say about that. <laughs> um, Sorry, keep going. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that that um, when it comes to his time with the club, 
you know, it was a nice nostalgia thing for him to come through, but he's clearly not the player that he used to be, and he's struggling with that. And, you know, I, I thought it was not a great way for him to go out to, to air his dirty laundry in the public with Piers Morgan like that, especially because as a United fan, there have been a lot of positives from the first portion of the season here and especially the way they ended it off with a, a dramatic win with one of their new young players Alejandro Garnacho scoring mm-hmm. a key winning goal and then the headlines the next day are Cristiano Ronaldo does a big interview so um, you know he, he's been a great player for the club but it's it, it was time for him to move on I'm, I'm glad that he's moving on and then uh, the news now that the, the Glazers might be considering selling Manchester United is welcome too although I don't think those those two things are, are coincidences um, when it when it comes mm. to you know people are trying to give Ronaldo credit for the Glazers selling the club I don't think that's fair but um, yeah I, I just think he's not the quality of player that that he used to be. And, um, you know, we're all at, at some point going to struggle with, with getting older and how we age. And I, I know you guys have at done some point. entire shows on talking about that in terms yes. of beer league sports and, and stuff like that in the past. So uh, Ronaldo clearly struggling with that right now. I thought you meant we've done entire shows where it's clear we're struggling with age. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too. That too, yeah. Uh, we're also struggling with uh, huge egos like Ronaldo. <laughs> uh, I will mention they're in the 21st minute between Portugal and Ghana from Qatar. Nil-nil uh, thus far. And the early reports from the, the Portuguese Club of Vancouver WhatsApp group chat is that Ronaldo looks rusty <laughs> and has missed a couple of chances. We're just dialed in. We are dialed in, folks. Anyway, Batch, thanks for doing this, bud. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, Brendan Batchelor here. I got the Portuguese Club on line one. I do. I have the WhatsApp group going right now. And everyone's saying, calma, calma. Everyone's like, just, just relax. Anyone want some chicken? No, they're not doing that. It's, 8, it's 821 in the morning. Yeah. It's a little early. Okay. When did you have your first beverage yesterday, by the way? Uh, right Grown-up f- beverage, alcoholic beverage, booze. Uh, after our preview show. Right after. But my, I, I was actually so nervous yeah. that my hands were shaking a bit. Uh, I, was I was so excited. I was just like, I, I, got, I just had that. I've never felt like that watching the Canadian men's soccer team play. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never been close to that, even during these qualifying matches. Yep. Like, I was nervous for those, but I never felt like that. During a match, there's a lot was, of shaking going on over there. I had a flop. Like, how you doing, bro? Freaking yeah, good I, I great. Had a, I had a shut fl- up. <laughs> I had a flop sweat right as we finished our show, and we wrapped up with Cat Love, and we were kind of well, we were ragging the puck because we wanted to get. I wanted to get off the air so that I could go down and do the anthem. That was that was the that's the great thing about the World Cup. Right? I mean, I you wanted to be in a good spot and do all that. Yeah, but I was like stressed and had way too much coffee. Stressed. <laughs> And like way too much coffee and stress. Like, I was just stressed. That's all I felt. I will yeah. say this: some, coming from someone that doesn't watch. Was it, it maybe because you had too much coffee? It could have been the coffee. <laughs> it could have been the coffee. Nine espressos. Uh, coming from someone that doesn't watch a lot of soccer, I will say though, it, it was honestly incredible hearing and watching the national anthem on that stage, like mm-hmm. on such a huge world yeah. stage. Seeing the Canadian anthem in that aspect was was it was chilling. It was really was that cool. your uh, I, was that your first real international soccer experience, Andy? No, no, I've watched World Cups before. At, the, at, a, well, at a place like that, though? Like, where oh, everyone's yes. really into it? Yes, oh, okay. it was. I've okay. never never been to a soccer party like that before. Right, so never that... Never experienced that, like yeah. that. Yeah. It wasn't even, I wasn't even being around the people. Oh, that, that was amazing as well. Like, seeing the crowd get into it, like it was a packed house. It was awesome. But just seeing the, the national anthem mm. on that stage was, was Andy's incredible. actually never been to a party. No, He's I, never been to a party. party. Nobody yeah. ever invites me anywhere. Watching the World Cup, when you have a real emotional investment in a team 
the whole match feels like sudden death overtime. Yes, it was yeah. very intense. Yeah, it was. And there were a yeah. couple of moments, right? Like if it would have been incredible if Davies had scored that goal on the, on the PK, and it, yeah. and and when Belgium scored. Uh, at the end of the second half, it wasn't quite like losing in sudden death, but it had that feeling of like, it oh my, gut, it had you kind of punch. You kind of watch it, yeah. it in slow motion, and you're like, this is happening, this is happening, oh, and then you see the net rippling, and you're like, God. By the way, can we carve out a couple minutes here to talk about uh, the venue? And, it was awesome and the party. I'd never been there before. Was it not like? Yeah, it's incredible, and I hope uh, I hope more people join us uh, Friday right. tomorrow for England versus USA. It's going to be England house there. Uh, I hope uh, the ticket sales are going going well for that, but they're still available. And I'm sure if you just show up at the door uh, t- tomorrow morning, uh, England, USA will be, f- will be fun. And then Croatia, Canada on Sunday. Those tickets are technically sold out. There might be some more released and you yeah. could always maybe take your chances at, at door, just showing yeah. up at the door, but it was pretty full. Yesterday, Sunday morning is a bit of an early start, 8 a.m. Right. But so you get could, there. could take advantage of a crowd that maybe isn't going to get out of bed and they'll watch at home. Either way. These games are so much fun to watch with a bunch of people and yeah. the soccer atmosphere. That was like being at, I it mean, was awesome. there was what, 500 people there? Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was, Hollywood Theater looked fantastic. It, it was, was awesome. well, the venue's unreal, right? Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people have texted in already giving kudos to the staff there. Like, there was no hiccups whatsoever there wasn't a hiccup at the door there wasn't long lines at the bars there wasn't people fighting for space like it was just a really great crowd and everyone was there for that singular goal of celebrating Canada so I strongly recommend you go check it out at some point this tournament they could not have make it easier you just have to go Honestly, you can try and get your tickets ahead of time, but for some of the days, obviously there's still openings. You don't even need to be there for a Canada game. Like there are, there's a good atmosphere there. We're really anticipating that there'll be a good one on Friday. They're open at like 8 a.m. every day. I want They're to say. open at yeah. 8 a.m. every day, right? <laughs> going hard. So go check them out. Uh, we've got one final segment to come on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, we're gonna do what we learns. We don't know if we're gonna do ours yet or if the dogs are gonna do theirs, but the humanoids will definitely be doing theirs. I got a pretty good one. Okay, good. We're going to do an A-Dog one. Get your texts in, 650-650. It is the Dunbar Lumber text line. Hashtag it, WWO. What did you learn over the last 24 hours in sports? Let us know. It's your chance to be on the radio. It's the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Time now for Sportsnet 650 traffic from the City News 1130 Air Patrol. Seem- now it's just getting out of control here. Take cover. <laughs> that's, that's really all you can do. Uh, you know, I've been I mean, I've been through that experience a few other times. Not maybe not to that degree, but uh, that one felt like it could, it could get dangerous. It is what it is. I mean, uh, you know, I think uh, it would feel better to beat the crowd than the Devils tonight. So. 8.33 on a Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Halford and Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Hour three of the program is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. You can do so by visiting them on the internet, campbell-pound.com today. So that audio coming back from break, that was Sheldon Keefe and John Tavares in the aftermath of New Jersey Devils fans littering the ice, pelting the ice with beers and assorted drinks. I saw some. What was with the fans yesterday? Candy on the ice? I know. Yeah. While well, they were angry about the officiating. 
three disallowed goals for the Devils. But they're all the right call. Um, what was, there was one that was maybe the goalie interference one was a little questionable. I I think Murray kind of played it up a little bit. Yeah, I'd like to see the goalie get the benefit of the doubt there. And then the kicking one, I thought the kicking one they uh, allow kicking goals yeah, all the time. It was that's so borderline, and and it hit a leaf skate. And I know that's not the rule; you, you can't though. kick it off somebody and in. But yeah. was there any intention? It was an own goal. It was a soccer own goal. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't I didn't really understand the kicking motion one because I've seen goals well, where it's it was like a that, kicking motion. But I've seen goals where it's also a kicking motion. They're like, that's a good goal. His skate never left yeah. the ice. Right, he looked like he was trying to drag it up to his stick. Mm-hmm. Which you should they be allowed allow sometimes. They should encourage kicking. He was trying to become a more global sport. He was trying to nutmeg the the Leafs defenseman. Yeah, like it's the rule should be as long as. Looks cool. It's allowed, right? Like no matter what the rule is, as long as you make it look cool. One leg, you you cannot have hockey players kicking away at a puck. If it looks cool, it looks dangerous. It's not like they have tiny knives on the bottom of their feet. Look at those guys just kicking away in there. I think you should be able. Honestly, though, all joking aside, I think you should be able to kick as long as your skate blade doesn't leave the ice. I believe that's the junior rule. Yeah, that's the rule in junior. Like, is I get, it really? Yeah. I get what they're as long saying. As the skate stays on the ice. They don't want like hockey players like side volleying pucks and having their skates flying up in the air. I get that. That's dangerous. Those skates. Cut. Keep your blade on the ice. I'm okay with that. But I cannot. Yeah, if you can keep keep your blade on the ice, you should be allowed. You hey, kick. if the goalies are fine with it, let's kick away. Kick, kick away. That's what I. Don't say. point your blade at me, bro. That's all I ask. Okay. Yeah, you got lots of pads. Yeah, you do have lots of pads. Especially um, on the neck area. Andy, a.k.a. Doug, you wanted to start what we learned? You've yeah, got one? I got okay. an interesting one. Actually, it actually was pointed out by Laddie this morning. We had a good laugh because it's, it's funny. Um, we like to laugh together yeah, for you the know. show. That's what we do, uh, as we do. Uh, the, the BBC picked this up, so it's legit. Uh, police in India have blamed rats for destroying nearly 200 kilograms of cannabis seized from dealers and kept in police stations. Yeah, it was the it was the rats that did it. <laughs> I don't know what happened. The, the rats were there and the cannabis so wasn't. It was the rats and and are they like the really, hungriest really, rats ever? <laughs> yeah, the most stone rats of all time, just chilling around. They didn't even try to leave after. They're just hanging out there. That's incredible. Yeah, no, 440 pounds of cannabis seized from dealers, kept in these police stations, mm-hmm. were eaten by rats. They say rats are tiny animals. They have no fear of the police. It's difficult to have <laughs> no fear of the police. <laughs> this these the rats police. never am, respect authority. I'm not making this part up. This is a direct quote. Rats are tiny animals. They have no fear of the police. <laughs> it's di- <laughs> it's true. This is the quote. Uh, they, they have no fear of the police. It's difficult to protect the drugs from them, a court in Uttar Pradesh state has said. The court has asked the police to produce the stash as evidence in cases of drug peddling. I like to imagine that in the precinct, there's a there's a worn, broken down cop, and he slams down his badge and his gun, and he's like, I can't stop the rats. They have no fear of us. They have no fear they of us. Do they not fear what has <laughs> India come to? What is this gun even worth? They're stone and they're not leaving. The gun, and then the rat picks up the gun and he's like, now I have the advantage. I, for one, welcome our new rat overlords. That's amazing. Our stoned rat overlords. Okay, right. Mukau that. Give us a Mukau on that. Laddie, you got anything? Yeah, I got one. Uh, my, my old hometown's in the news, guys. I don't know if you've heard. Hamilton? Hamilton is in the news again. What they happened? found a leaking sewer pipe. That has been leaking into the Hamilton Harbor since 1996. And they just caught up with it now? They just caught it now. Uh, they rule that it... <laughs> actually, I've seen a couple of different people being blamed. Uh, the first one I saw was blamed on a contractor mm-hmm. who thought they were all storm pipes. So he, he routed them all into the water. Okay. And one of them was not a storm pipe, you guys. It's been routing an entire neighborhood's sewage into the Hamilton Harbor since about five years before I was born. And the funny thing is nobody noticed... 
We still. So, Laddie, you've been drinking sewage water for a good chunk of your life, is what they, you're saying? They yeah. say it hasn't affected the drinking water, and that's what they say. But uh, there's also rumors of being a cover up because there's a whole new mayoral group in there right now that just took over. And they found it, so hmm, I wonder how long it's been sitting there, on the desk there. There's going to be a podcast now about Hamilton yeah. politics. Yes. And another one saying how we can still use it as a swimming hole. <laughs> you know what the most interesting town in Canada is? Thunder Bay. Why? Th- Thunder Bay. It's quite a place. Thunder Bay has incredible politics uh, from the mayor to really? uh, the police chief. There have been all sorts of like, I mean, it's, it's, not, all, it's not all like funny. Uh, there have been... <laughs> quite a few murders in that in that town that are unexplained like they there there actually was a, a a podcast about thunder bay which is quite interesting but i'm not going to drone on about it now give us a moo cow on all that and we're going to get to the listeners i'm really i'm in it i almost called it danger bay by the way <laughs> just so we're clear that'd be a good working it title for the documentary of, yeah. yeah danger bay Thun- yeah danger bay interesting uh mark the anasis island tax guy what i learned is that i'm going to put some cash down on canada to beat Croatia, if Bruff was so nervous and shaking for Canada's first World Cup game since 1986 and could barely take a sip of his Bud Light, I suspect nerves may have had some impact on the finish of the guys actually playing the game. If finish was uh, was Canada's only weakness in Game 1, I definitely like our chances to put up multiple goals against Croatia. I also like Bruff's chances to drink multiple drinks at 8 a.m. on Sunday without any problems. Not sure how I can bet on that. Yeah, the line is actually not worth your time. It's like minus 6,000. Oh, really? It's that? It's that? That I will be drunk. Oh. <laughs> Just follow that... along one time in my life. I'm reading the text. I thought you were talking about the, not the not the 8 a.m. line. I thought you were talking the Canada line. Sorry. No, I, I think Canada's got a good chance to win this one. I Mike, really do. My, 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 my whole expectations for Canada have now been flipped after that Belgium performance. Now. Will it turn out that Belgium was just really bad and maybe Belgium isn't that great and they have already peaked and they don't really have a chance to win this World Cup? We'll find out Sunday against Croatia. Uh, Mike in Aldergrove with an early Ask Us Anything. It's Friday tomorrow on Ask Us Anything Friday. Mike in Aldergrove wants to know. This is a good one. Pay attention. You guys can do this too because it's show related. Should have saved it for Friday. No, I'll do it right now because I'm already in the middle of it. If Canada won a game at the World Cup and the Canucks fired Bruce Boudreaux on the same day, what would get more play on the following morning's Halbro show? That's from Mike and Aldergrove. Jeez, that is a tough one. Yeah. I think we'd have to go with Bruce Boudreaux. I think we would, too. Getting fired. I think what we'd do is we'd be like, we're so excited about Canada's first World Cup. But first, we are the home of the Canucks on Sportsnet 650 Radio, so we have to talk about Bruce Boudreaux getting fired. And, I mean, Sunday. But you do, <laughs> right? it, with a, you do it with a really excited tone, though. Like Let's you just do like Bruce Boudreau was fired. I mean, it's awful, but Canada won. But it's terrible that Boudreau was fired. But Canada won the game. <laughs> the it thing was- with the with the the thing with the the Boudreau firing is, I would be very frustrated with the Canucks because let's say it happens in the next three days. Let's say let's say it happens uh, Sunday after the Sharks game. This is I hope Bruce isn't listening right now, but he's probably not. So let's say it happens at, Sunday after the Sharks game, which is possible, right? Let's say they lose that, and this has been in the works, uh, and they're they're coming home uh, for this extended road trip and, or home home stand or whatever it is, and they've got the coach in Reading, they've got the the press conference ready, but Canada beat Croatia on Sunday, yeah, right? 
Like that, that is that is an actual possibility. It's not likely, but it is the a possibility at this point. I I'd be very frustrated with the Canucks because it'd be kind of like we all knew this was going to happen, but what we didn't know is that Canada was going to beat Croatia. Uh, Rich with a what we learned hashtag WWL. I don't know if it's just me. By the way, Rich, it's not. I've read this, but the Canucks almost seem more relaxed going into the third period, down a goal and chasing for the lead as opposed to trying to hold a lead starting the third. I, I, I made the joke to myself because I was by myself. but I was like, this is, an, I, this is a dream scenario, right? You're going into the third down a goal. You can't ask for a better situation than that. It's like it's you're been, down to your last five bucks at the casino. Like, What do you got to lose? Let it ride. Then did right? you say good joke, Halford, to yourself and laugh? And then I patted myself <laughs> on the back. <laughs> Rich makes a good point, though. Yeah. I, so maybe they should go into the third losing. They should make an effort. Without question, the blown leads is in their heads. Oh, God, yes. Without question, right? Yeah. I, I'm not in the room. Yeah. I'm not in their heads. I don't need to be in well, either. Said, you can see it. it as much. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. Boudreaux said it. The players have alluded to it. So not having a lead, I'm sure there's something. I mean, Rich says he saw it play out in real time, but it, it, I'm sure there's something to it where there's more. Let's take a relaxed attitude towards work now mm-hmm. that we don't have this multi-goal lead. Rocky, the barbecue guy, what we learned, soccer doesn't suck that bad. Thank Thanks you. to the Canadian team for showing me the light. Even if you're not a hardcore soccer fan or even if you honestly don't even like soccer, you had to be excited watching that game yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't have to be. It's not the law. But it is. It, how could you not? Like that, there was, first of all, it wasn't a boring 1-0 game. Canada had all sorts of chances. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think if you are, <laughs> if you were so willing to not enjoy that moment – that maybe you should rethink how you approach certain things because that was incredible drama. People that don't follow the sport and are going to say, well, is Canada still not scored a goal? And you'd be like, yeah, it's been 36 years and they still haven't scored a goal. And they'll be like, wow, what a sport. Like, that was kind of the joke you made, laddie. It's like, I would have liked to have seen them, you know, score. And everyone would. We're waiting for it. It'll happen. But now they have one less chance of making it happen because the game's done now. But... Uh, there, I've noticed there's been some converts in the Dunbar Lumber text message. There've been a bunch, yeah. Yeah, there've been a bunch. And I, yeah. I mean, I, you know what? To be perfectly honest, like I, I don't care what you people do. To be honest, like if you want to watch, that's great. If you don't, I respect that too, right? Mm-hmm. I know that there's some people that don't like the sport and a lot of the negatives with it. The theatrics, oftentimes, a little scoring, it can be boring. We don't like that either. Yeah, we're but, just willing to overlook it. But I am, I'm fine with you being like, I'm not into it. But don't, do not, uh, do not try and like dampen the enthusiasm of what is an awesome event. When I was driving to uh, the Hollywood Theater yesterday, there were people all over wearing Canada jerseys. Like a lot of them were just like, oh, I guess I'll go with the hockey jersey, right? I got that. Yeah. And there were Canadian flags everywhere. Like it was exciting. And it was, it was, you know, it was a, what was it, a Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning? I don't even know. Wednesday morning. Yep. And people were walking around and excited about a game. And just because you're not part of that, um, you know, get on board with it. Join the bandwagon. Join it's fun. the party, man. Uh, Chayton in Surrey with what we learned. Hashtag WWL. There are only two logical explanations for why Davies missed the penalty. One, the Drake curse struck again. Yeah, they played Drake coming out, right? Started from the bottom, and then the Drake sports curse lives on. Two, Bruff's jacket. Well, Chayton, I'll say jacket number two might be done. The jacket is the jacket is done. Yeah, we're gonna take a. Uh, we're gonna take a no. We're not gonna light it on fire Don't because light it on fire. that looks that looks like we're burning the Canadian flag. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like the Jays home run these jacket. Are, these guys are really taking the loss. Radio right? broadcaster burned. Maybe you're supposed to put it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, this went 
poorly. Um, <laughs> you know what we can do? We can reenact that scene from Office Space with the printer, but we can take the jacket. I would like to think that that burning on the way that the information spreads on social media, people will be like, he's probably burning it because of Trudeau. And yeah. then I'd be hailed <laughs> yeah. as a hero. You're the convoy the hero going forward. Why do I keep getting invited to and Ottawa? Like, you know what? I guess I'll lean into it. Yeah. How many trucks do you own now? Seven. Goes to I Ottawa, I guess the spotlight treatment like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I'll, I'll There's a lot of money to be made in this grift. <laughs> and then when they watch his video, they're like, see, he's so dedicated. He's burning so many tiny little maple leaves. <laughs> That's how much he wants to see it burn. Okay, we should probably stop talking about this out loud. Uh, do you have any flag? I've done like oh, yeah, five I, already. I've got a lot. Doug and uh, Pomo, Port Moody. Probably. What we learned, Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. He's had a broken thumb since week five. Did he drop yeah. that on the Pat McAfee podcast? I saw this on ESPN, and, and, I, and I clicked on it because it says Rodgers has broken thumb, and I'm like, oh, wow, is it like – is it the Jordan Love time? And he's like, no, nah, I've had it for a while. I'm like, oh, uh, he, that would that would make been, it hard to throw the ball. He's been dealing with it since the final play of the Packers October 9th game in London when they took on the Giants. Oh, yes, it was. Uh... Oh, no, he didn't break it on the Pat McAfee. He did it a day later. That He saves all of break his. Break the news, not break his thumb on the. Yeah, and then he rebroke the thumb on Pat McAfee's head. No, mm-hmm. um, I guess. He usually saves most of his... There's like a week... Have you noticed this? Because we've been doing this for a while now. Every week, there's an Aaron Rodgers headline that comes out midweek. And it's almost always from something that he said on yeah. the Pat McAfee podcast. It's almost like it's orchestrated. Weird, huh? Uh, Vance the Insulator, what we learned. Captain Bo is tied for the scoring lead with two... <laughs> nobodies. Connor McDavid and Jason Robertson. Those guys. Probably not nobodies. And we're training him? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But you don't know. forget, a lot of this is up to Bo and whether or not he wants to re-sign with the Vancouver Canucks. And you cannot build a successful team in the NHL when you're constantly paying full value for UFA years. Absolutely. And that's unfortunate that the Canucks are in that situation. It's similar to what happened in San Jose, right? They've got all these guys that they paid full value to through their UFA years, and you just you can't build a strong enough team. Okay, can we also throw out the friendly reminder that from time to time, this executive and management group and organization has occasionally painted themselves into a corner when it comes to contract situations with players. Like this for, current one or the management just, just in general over the last decade? Previous one, current yeah, one. Okay. It's like a commonality. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Part of the reason that the Miller situation ended up as it did is because the Canucks kind of painted himself into a corner, right? To a certain degree. They made certain decrees publicly, including the one where they're like, we got to get this done before training camp. This can't hang over our heads. Mm-hmm. And got done. Then they kind of painted themselves into a corner because they prioritized Miller over Horvat and let this thing bleed into the season. The same the same deadline, Jason, was not offered to the Horvat camp and not given the same sort of priority. There was like, we can't have this hanging over our yeah. heads. Then hanging over their heads all season. And Doesn't it feel like they took him for granted? Uh, yes. He'll sign. He'll, and they, be, he'll be understandable. He's the captain. Hometown discount. They also left themselves open to the possibility of Horvat going off in a contract year. They're in such a tough position now, too, uh, because if JT Miller is better on the wing, and I think we can all agree he's better on the wing. Who's to say? Then if they trade Horvat, who's their 2C? 
Sheldon Dries. No, then I think it's Miller again. It's but then you're in that situation where you're like, I mean, maybe, maybe the way forward, let's say uh, they can't re-sign Horvat. Are you saying maybe, there's a reality then that Horvat might lift a Stanley Cup with the Boston Bruins? Okay, hold on a sec. Is that hold something I sec. might see? Hold on a sec. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Maybe. Or Colorado. Take your pick. Uh now you've let me lose my train of thought. Silly Adoc. Horvat, so, 2C. Oh, no, no, no. Miller would be the 2C, but Pedersen would get the matchups. Which is and, and Miller would be the guy that you try and give the softer matchups to because he is a great scorer. Yes. Right? He's a very good offensive player. 99 points last season. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe. Maybe we're seeing this. The, the, the end result of this season will be Elias Pedersen, all round 1C. Shutdown guy. Yeah. And you've always talked about it in the conversation for the Selkie because mm-hmm. he's so good defensively. And then JT Miller's your two seat. Don't forget what Jim Rutherford said when they re signed JT Miller. He said, We were worried that we were going to lose both Miller and Horvat. Now that we've got JT Miller, we feel less pressure to sign Bo Horvat. His words, not yep. mine. Uh, Jesse, the dad body. Nice. Very based on our uh, attendance at the Hollywood Theater last night, a very accurate portrayal of most of the Halbro listeners. A lot of dad bods. Hashtag WWO, what you learned. You guys sure know how to throw a great party. Thanks for yesterday. Uh, me and you, we're party guys. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to the staff at the Hollywood Theater. They are indeed excellent hosts. And if anyone is listening and thinking about checking in on one of these watch parties, do it. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. I know we've talked about it at length. I just did want to reiterate it because there's games on every single day for the next couple of weeks. And to be honest, today we will now have seen every team play its first match, right? Mm -hmm. The last one is going to be Brazil and Serbia where you finally get a look at every team. This tournament will go by quicker than you think. Oh, we got Moj on the show tomorrow too. That's right. We can do... uh, The famous Brazilian. Serbia... The Brazilian Brazilian dandy, they call him. He's like, you know how the, the, the Brazilians use, like, they're just their single names, like yeah. Fred or whatever? He's just like, he's, he would have Bob on the back. <laughs> and then when you pronounce it, you have to pronounce it Bob. This is Bob. Um, I think Moj, Moj has been the one, he's been the only one name guy, really, of all the people that have worked in media for a while. Like, everyone just knows Moj. So he'd fit in great with. Brazil. Of course, I will ask him for a for a Serbia update because his beloved Serbian national team is playing later today. Uh, Mike, the urologist from Brockville, what we learned: expectations are way higher now for Canada with that performance against Belgium. But with that, it sets us up for more disappointment. Real double-edged sword, it would seem. I remember we discussed yesterday ahead of the match, kind of threw out the question. Are you going to allow your expectations to change depending on what happens in this match? Yeah, right. And we said, yeah, I we we will because I and and especially me because I I honestly had no idea what to expect. No, nope. I all all the possibilities were out there for me. I'll tell you um, what I didn't expect though was to Canada to dominate and lose one nil. Right, I didn't have that on the bingo card anywhere. But now my expectations—it's weird—and this is why I'm so torn by this result. My expectations are higher after they lost. You shouldn't be um, torn. You should be all aboard the expectation train. Like, I was visibly disappointed, anyone that saw me at the Hollywood Theater yesterday, from the 10th minute on, because I, I had that feeling that that missed penalty, they were going to ruin it so much, and that it was... They didn't play... 
differently after the penalty, to their credit. They were pretty unfazed. Mm-hmm. But yep. They still had lots of chances. But there's nothing more golden of an opportunity than the penalty. I think the game changed after Belgium scored. I think Belgium became more comfortable because they knew they didn't have to score. There was less panic in Belgium's game, sure. I thought. Well, the, And the high press as the game wore on became less and less effective because the guys are getting tired, right? I mean, that was mm-hmm. a part of it as, as well. But I, I'm fully on board with you. If Canada can go out and play that style, it doesn't really matter what the opposition brings to the table. Like That's what, that's what I'm trying to explain right now is that, yeah, Croatia is a very talented team and they were the runners-up at the last World Cup. And yes, Morocco is a very talented team as well. But the way that Canada played yesterday, they dictated that to the Belgians. I know the Belgians conceded certain parts of the pitch, but Canada was brilliant. Individually, Kamal Miller was unbelievable at the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people saying he should have been the man of the match. Not Courtois should have been the man of the match. That's, right, yeah. I, if, That's st- true. Stops a penalty for the winning team and makes a handful of saves. De Bruyne was like, uh, are you sure? He kept looking at it like it was an ugly paperweight. Did He's John like, Garrett pick this? Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Did get it in by the end of the second period? Like, <laughs> what was the deal here? Uh, okay, we're up against it for time, so we got to bid you farewell. There goes the music. Tomorrow, Ask Us Anything Friday, so get those in. And you know what we should do tomorrow? We should do a giveaway for some tickets to England House for the England-USA match. Should we mm-hmm. do that? Sure. Yeah. We'll do that tomorrow as well for the best Ask Us Anything and what we learned and what have you. You, so, you know the tickets are free, though, right? Yeah, but we got a <laughs> four-pack of tickets. We get, there's some other I stuff in I charged some guy 100 bucks yesterday. Yeah, and he's, and he's scalping them. <laughs> Correction. Some people don't know that they're for free. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, tomorrow's going to be Ask Us Anything, and then we're going to be off to the England house uh, at the Hollywood Theater to watch England take on the U.S. at 11 o'clock, which should be another very fun World Cup match. But that's tomorrow. We got to finish today first, which means we got to go. Signing off, I have been Mike Alford. He's been Jason Bruff. He's been A-Dog. He's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650.